Hey, this is Mike from the High Hash Rate Podcast, the podcast where Bitcoiners get high and shoot the shit. Today we have on Ruben, aka Ask Me How to Hodl on Bitcoin Twitter. Ruben gets into the semantics of creating a Bitcoin citadel and some of the topics about uh, inflation and CBDCs. So, hope you enjoy. And then, so there's going to be this epic money printing in the form of CBDCs, um, you know, that we've never seen before, which will make everybody think, oh, the economy's back. You know, you can, you know, every everything's great again. But it will be the same amount of currency debasement as just happened in 2020, but on an extreme level. And Bitcoin will reach an all-time high at that point because it front runs the inflation that we're seeing now that's a result of the currency debasement we saw for the last two years. Hey, everybody. This is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Okay, here we are today, July 7th talking to uh, Mr. Ruben uh, from, I met him, Hi Hash Rate, the podcast, met him on Twitter. Ruben, thank you for coming. Uh, Dan is here as well. So every, the whole team's here. Hey. What's going on, guys? Uh, nothing much, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, for sure, man. What's uh, What's been on your mind lately? Like, what do you, uh, what do you work... What are you thinking about? Hey, first of all, Ruben, can you, can, this, you know. can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ruben? Yeah, there you go. We don't know <laughs> Start with that. about you. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about yourself? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I well, I reached out to you guys. I saw you on Twitter, and um, uh, you know, I'm I I don't post as much on Twitter. Uh, more of a retweeter, a liker, and a, and a lurker. You know, um, <laughs> but uh, my handle on there is ask me how to hodl and. Um, uh, I've had a bunch of different, I actually created the Twitter account like way back when I was reviewing uh, e-cigarettes when they were coming out. And uh, so I think my- uh, Like the old blue, the name, old blue ones? Oh yeah, yeah, the, like old school, um, yeah. But uh, um, I think it was all about the vapor was like my title, you know? And then once I like began gravitating towards like Bitcoin Twitter, um, there was at that time, I think it was, you know, in 2017 or whatever, that's when I started really like paying a lot of attention to, to Bitcoin. Um, yeah, there was someone saying like, I think their their screen name was uh, or handle was "Ask Me How to Short" or something like that. <laughs> and and then like, so I was like giving him shit. He eventually blocked me, but I, I changed my name to "Ask Me How to Hodl," and then I've just kept it that way. Um, but I but I reached out to you guys because I saw you were starting a podcast, and uh, I listened to a couple of the episodes and. And just really like nice. It. Are you nice? Yeah, and you, and you like. Sorry, go you mentioned you are you are a fan of uh, of Natalie of decrim or of decrim Nat. Right. Yeah. So um, I really liked her episode. I I, I like her on Twitter. Uh, oh yeah. I follow her a lot. Um, and uh, it, like I, I we have a similar like crossroads of like things that interest us in psychedelics and and uh, Bitcoin. Uh, and just decentralization in, in general, you know, she seems very kind of libertarian sure. uh, slash anarchist, maybe that, yes. that, that I tend towards. Um, so, uh, 
yeah, when I saw that she was on there, I was like, oh, I should probably come on too. You know, <laughs> like so. Uh, um, yeah, you guys. I, I actually have a feeling like you guys should meet. You guys would like probably gel together pretty well. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a lot of what you know. She she finds important and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, know, so she, she actually has like a what do you call it? like a getaway? I think a retreat. You should go to that retreat. There you go. Oh yeah. yeah well, right, sure. and and so that's. Uh, that's one one thing like I wanted to talk about too um, with you guys is that uh, I see that move. Um, I saw it before in like hippie culture, you know, psychedelic culture of hippie communes type of thing. Um, and then in in the Bitcoin world, you know that that same kind of idea is called you know uh, the the citadel, right? From yeah, uh, you know, I believe that's in reference to the the Bitcoin. Uh, time traveler post on reddit or whatever um but they're they're kind of a similar idea of uh you know living together communally and but with like sovereignty right mm -hmm. and self-sovereignty and you know i mean it's it, it's decentralizing fucking society right you know and so it starts to hit the same things in my brain that that um i, I like about uh you know, decentralization of everything. And so I have, I'm from uh, outside Buffalo, New York, right? And uh, I live in Ohio now. Um, what, and, part of Ohio? Uh, what part of Ohio? Uh, out in between Cincinnati and Dayton. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, it's a decent area, good place to raise kids, blah, blah, blah. But it's, you know, suburban fucking kind of hmm. bland vanilla bullshit, right? Um, Midwest, yeah. Right. But uh, so like, you know, as I get older, as my kids get older, I'm like, okay, where am I going to live when I don't need a good place to raise your kids? Right. And, um, so I still, my family still owns, um, property on a, on a, a part of a farm that my parents bought before I was born. And, uh, like nobody in my family wants to take it over. No, none of my family lives in the area anymore. So for like, 10 years now it's been my like getaway you know it's where I usually go for holiday weekends and and stuff like that and uh you know just as my parents got older and and stuff like that and uh uh actually my father uh, just passed away early this year unfortunately but Sorry to hear that. um but as as they've been getting older I, we've been moving towards like okay like they don't go up they they rarely go up there uh are we selling this? Or are you taking it? You know, and I can't move there full time. Right. So, uh, originally someone was like, Oh, you should make an Airbnb or, you know, whatever. And trying to like make a, you know, money off of it and everything. And, uh, I'm just starting to think like, I live like seven hours away from it. It's, it's really, um, you know, a pretty tough thing to like operate a business from seven hours away Right. Um, especially if like, there's not a, a high profit margin or, or anything like that. Um, and so I, uh, for work, I'm an environmental consultant, uh, for a power company and I was working out in, uh, French Lake, Indiana, the fucking middle of nowhere. And, uh, I, uh, I was looking, I get like per diem for work. And, uh, so I look for the cheapest place to stay. Cause then I keep extra money and I, I buy Bitcoin with it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I found hotels.com app, a, a, a hostel called the Lost River Hostel. And um, it in was Indiana? $35 in, in the middle of Indiana. Yeah. Okay. And uh, okay. 
and it was $35 a night and came with dinner. Right. And so I'm like, well, shit. I was like, if this place is weird as hell, I could just leave, get a hotel room for the extra money, you know, and, and whatever, or, you know, it's cool. And, and I get a cool place to stay and free dinner. So I decided to book it for a week and I go in and I've never had, there's, there's very few moments in my life where I've had as big of a like light bulb aha moment as when I get the tour of this place, you know, and they tell me how it runs and all this. And I was like, holy shit, this is what I need to do up in New York. And so I've been working towards that. And basically the model is, um, you know, a very cheap place to stay. First off, they're, they're, they have nonprofit uh, 501c3 status. Um, and it, the, the staff uh, comes and does like, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks or whatever, and moves on and they, they work for room and board and, and the, the experience. Uh, there's a manager there that gets paid a little bit of a stipend, but they're mostly there for room and board. And, um, you know, their main jobs are any projects they're working on the place, uh, cleaning up uh, after um, people uh, leave, uh, you know, washing sheets and, you know, general hospitality stuff uh, and cooking dinner for people at night. And, and then the dinner is in like, there's a, it's a big farmhouse and the living room, you can't have screens out at all. And the dinner is in there. And then just everybody hangs out until, you know, the crash. Like, and it, so it's this ongoing, and I've stayed there four different weeks uh, throughout the course of like a year and a half. And every time I stayed there, there was a completely different staff working there and a completely different, like, kind of people, like guests and stuff like that. And almost every night there, I stayed up outside playing guitar around a fire, talking to some dude from Arizona who rode there on a motorcycle, you know, um, or whatever, like just every night, some fucking random person, you know, that, that, uh, uh, runs across, you know, in this fucking hostel in the middle of Indiana. And it, and so every time I've stayed there, I've been like taking notes and like researching, you know, how I want my hostel to be and everything. And, uh, you know, so yeah, that's where I'm, I'm going at, especially with my father passing away. Cause there's really like, my mom's like, okay, like we got to put this place in your name. And, uh, so like, I'm kind of just going full speed ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, this, this year I hope to have all the paperwork finished and have the nonprofit status started. Um, and, uh, and then next year, um, I may not be ready for guests, but I, I am going to hopefully find someone to work like a six month uh, land manager, you know, uh, I, I don't know what I would call it, but like some management internship kind of thing. Right. Where um, somebody like lives there and like works and maintains the property. So it's like a place for them to stay and like, they, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Like a care, a caretaker, but also like to help, um, with the projects I have to expand the, the, uh, the amount of sleeping capacity, uh, to put it online as, uh, mm -hmm. offer it as, as a place for people to stay. Um, what did, so when you were in this hostel in Indiana and you, you said you got like, you know, all kinds of different types of people coming through there, what, do you have any good stories? Like who was like the, the most unique or the most eccentric character that you got to know during that experience? Um, there was this one dude and he was from Chicago and he was going to meet some girl that 
he met online on Tinder or something like that, that was in Louisville. And uh, so I, I never looked at a map. I don't even think French Lick's on the way. I don't know where the hell he was going, but, but uh, he got outside French Lick and the, the a caliper froze up on his uh, shitty, shitty old Toyota Prius. And, um, and so he ended up at, and he didn't have enough money to like go get it fixed or he got like a quote that he was like, well, fuck, I can't do that. So he was going to try and fix it himself. And then because he needed to stay somewhere cheap, he stayed up at this hostel and all day long for a whole week, he was just out there and he didn't even know what he was doing, which was kind of funny, but he, he was just banging away on this caliper trying to like unseize it. And uh, I would go out and work and be walking in the woods and like, uh, you know, just exploring Southwest Indiana. And then I would come back and he's still there all pissed off, swearing at this car. But after dinner, he would stop to eat dinner and then we would, you know, drink whiskey and, and whatever. And uh, like, I, my, my original thought, you know, was like, oh, this poor bastard. And like, what an idiot. Why doesn't he just, you know, find a better way to fix it or whatever. Like, I just kind of like, thought nothing of it but then after dinner we would sit and talk and I thought he was really angry like he was just like staring at the fire but he was like one of the deepest dudes I've ever talked to like we talked like I mean the first night I met him talked like you know what happens when you die type shit you know like that like he he would skip right to that like he didn't want to talk about his car anymore he was you know like looking at the fire being like you know what do you think happens when you die you know it's a and it's like, for me, who's a deep thinker, deep talker, I was like, okay, we're going there. All right. And then over the course of the week, like we, uh, we went through the whole gambit of, of philosophical discussions and, and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I don't even remember his name and I know he doesn't remember mine. So I mean, whatever, but like um, that guy sticks in my head. Like I always think of that because it's, you know, I've, I've, I've told people that know where my place is in New York and about my my idea and they're like who the fuck is gonna come there and i'm like listen some dude broke down and just ended up at this hostel from chicago in the middle of, you know i'm like there's there's if you build it they will come if you build it, 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 so exactly also exactly. to the listeners i want you to google this hostel i just did this this is not what i thought indiana looked like this i mean i've been to indiana this is not what i remember indiana looking like this this is a very uh yeah unique part of interesting yeah. looking hostel uh if i'm ever what's, in that area what's I, the name I'm probably of gonna stop by the lost river hostel lost river hostel in lost french lick river. indiana this is yeah. it looks like something out of a movie yeah so yeah well that sure. whole area of indiana is it changed my mind about indiana it's really hilly and forested and, and this is this part at least yeah yeah okay so you're a big uh you know proponent of like the decentralization and, and psychedelics and what is your history how did you get into um appreciating uh psychedelics and how, do, how has that affected you yeah life? so well and um so it in high school i was a big hippie jam band kind of thing uh i was big Fisher, into this which, which what's your jam band preference here yeah fish and, and grateful dead you know okay, yeah, okay. basically yeah. everything went to festivals you know i mean did acid every weekend probably my senior year of high school right. like kind of stuff right uh went to college dropped out because that isn't very conducive to passing you know self and and so 
I slowly in my mid twenties was like drying out, you know, like I just, I just like over partied my early twenties, my mid twenties, I dried out or tried to, um, I mean, I still smoke weed all the time, I guess, but, sure. um, but as far as like partying, going to concerts and festivals, like that just kind of slowed down. Um, I think I, I went to like, I don't know if you guys, well, you probably do the, the Bonnaroo music. Oh festival. yeah. I've been to Bonnaroo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I went to like the first five, I think. And then nice. like, and then I stopped, I had like a really bad mushroom trip there and, and <laughs> likewise, like, and, and like, I stopped going there. I stopped doing psychedelics and stuff. Yeah, and for like, you know, five, six years, uh, got married, had kids was, you know, trying to be responsible and stuff. Um, and then like, I ended up, I worked for the government for the USDA and, uh, um, in this programmer, it, it, there was just all these people that worked there. And, uh, I met like a bunch of like really kindred, you know, spirits that are like lifelong brothers now, you know, and we were all like kind of in the same place where like we did a lot of psychedelics and then we stopped and then we were like really bored with like post-college career bullshit. Right. And I started reading Terrence McKenna um, through like I was I really like Bill Hicks, the comedian. And oh, like yeah. he always talked about him. I was like, I should probably read this guy. And I got really into him. And he really attracted me to the idea of like adult like well not even just adult but like psychedelic use with intent right and yes. i was like i never really had that my intent was getting fucked up right that's exactly and, when uh, you're young you don't know what you're doing your festivals it's just a crazy experience something out of this world like literally almost right and right. then but when you do it with intent when you're doing it with a purpose like with, with a set and setting right like it's a totally different experience oh yeah so yeah 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 elaborate on that like Ter yeah, terrence mckenna's a great resource for anybody who's looking to yeah. expand their psychedelic uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yes, so I, you know, started growing mushrooms and, and, you know, doing that by myself at night. Um, and over the course of a few years, it really changed my perspective to where I, I got really sick of working for the government and mm -hmm. seeing like the bullshit that like the, the, the underhanded behind closed doors bullshit that went on in a small little USDA program. Totally. I was like, imagine what the fucking Pentagon's like, you know, <laughs> like that, that has, you know, trillions of, of blacklisted budget, you know, shit. So, so I got really soured on that. Um, I, 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 so like I, I quit and I became a stay at home dad and was still doing psychedelics and and then i was actually working on a book which like someday i may do i don't have the focus to like write a book like i'm i'm more of a youtube video podcast type of like get an idea out whatever right. I, I i'm not very good at crafting an idea <laughs> um but but uh i like i i really felt like i hit a good stride as a parent thanks to cannabis and mushrooms right um and it like I just, I got really into meditation and stuff like that. And it led me into cryptocurrency. Well, before that, it, or uh, well, no, after that. So, so it, it led me into to cryptocurrency through like a meditative, like psychedelic vision where I, I was tired of being broke. I was in so much crazy debt. Um, 
I mean, just a lifetime of, of fucking debt that, you know, would take years and years of, to pay off and just total debt slavery, mm -hmm. like stuck in that job. And, uh, and then when I quit, I didn't have any income. So that debt situation didn't get any better. And I was like really focused on money. And that was like almost the intent of my trip. Um, well, actually, I don't think it was the intent, but it was the direction it went, you know, sure. like, cause it was in my subconscious. So and what year is this? You, um, um, probably 2018. Okay. Say. Okay. Uh, or no, 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 I'm sorry. It was, it was 2016. Oh, um, okay. Cause, it was, cause I, cause I, I like, like I was a class of 2017 bull run. Okay. Watch it all yeah. go down. Yeah. Get into too many shit coins kind of thing. Right. But yeah. I, I started accumulating and, and paying attention to it in early 2016. Okay. And, uh, I just, I had this vision. I was laying down and I was thinking about, uh, mycelium and fungus. Right. And that was the vision I was having was like mycelium growing. And, and as I was looking at it, I was looking at like a, a vision of like the globe. And, and I saw the mycelium growing across, across the globe. And I was like, oh, that's like trade routes and interstates and shipping lanes. And, oh, that's where money goes. Money's like an energy that just kind of flows. And it's like not really created. It, it should be a scarce thing. And it just keeps going back and forth on these trade routes that are like mycelium. And I just, I, I can't, I can't really remember the full like, aha, download right, right. i received right like because that's unfortunately uh you know when you come out of the trip right like you only get like bits and pieces it, it makes um, me think like blood is money or money is blood in a way i mean yeah but, like, so yeah but like while you're on this like you, you said kind of like the map whatever the mycelium growing so they did an experiment uh and they took like the united states they took a topographical map it was very uh realistic to the topography of the united states and they put mold on the map and yep. i don't remember how long it was but over the course of like a week or so the mold had effectively grown in the routes that the u.s like um the federal highway system essentially followed it was it wasn't exact but it was like 99 percent there yeah like, yeah it was like this natural like this living decentralized controlled being like it created this uh filled in this communication and traveling system the same way that we've built it oh, here yeah. in the united states yeah man i i mean we're we're a super organism we're the, the the world that we've created is no different from an ant colony or a termite mound or any right. of that right i right. mean it's it's really like there's there's forces at play we're doing shit that we don't understand why but it just it's right. what we're supposed we're to all do. sitting we're, in traffic stopped at a red light man we're just like yeah. you know we're, we're yeah. like blood waiting to go through yeah so it makes you think how big is the thing above us is I mean, it as, is it as big as the ant as we are to the ant? Sure. Yeah. And then the thing above that too, you know, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it goes infinitely really up and infinitely down. Yeah. Right. Right. But, uh, but anyway, so like, I was like having that, that those thoughts, those same kind of thoughts. And, um, and, and then like, I was like, I, I researched Bitcoin before, but it was only like to buy drugs on the dark net. And then <laughs> right. I was like, I was too like confused by it and whatever, but I knew what was a good idea. Like I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand its value other than you need it to buy drugs. And, but I, I like in the middle of that thought, I, I like snapped to sat up and I said, Bitcoin. And like, I wasn't thinking it or nothing, you know? And I was like, Oh shit. 
And from there, for maybe like three months, I did like a ton of research, listen to podcasts and stuff like that, and uh, started buying Bitcoin, you know. And then to 2017, the, the whole altcoin pop bull run yeah, happened, ICOs. and I got swept up in that, right? Where were you buying? And Where were you buying Bitcoin in 2016? Coinbase. Okay. You know, and then and then as other exchanges came up, like I was like, I already had the idea. I was like, you got to spread it around, you know. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> I remember telling my friends, I'm like, you have to have shit on every exchange, you know. And but then I, I mean, if I had Bitcoin, I I got into a ledger and I did. I, sure, I was, sure. But you, when you're early, you just you I was, just buying it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I eventually did get into getting everything in cold sure, storage sure. or, or hardware good, wallets, good. but, um, the problem was like, I didn't, I didn't foresee or understand quantitative easing and, and money printing and currency debasement. Sure. I didn't understand the macroeconomic, uh, influences on all markets, but specifically crypto. Um, and so I'm not a total Bitcoin maximalist because of riding the 20, whatever, 2017 to 2018 bear market from the top to the bottom. Um, but I'm, I'm much more critical of what percentage of like my savings or net worth I want to speculate on other things with. Like I look at Bitcoin as just rock solid mm -hmm. and it is, it's, it's that mycelium, you know, um, but I still do like mess with some altcoins, but it's just out of boredom and fun. And, you know, the same what, way people do sure. scratch off tickets. What, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. What, what, uh, what is it about Bitcoin or like what properties about it? What, what aspect do you, you find in? yourself? What, hey, what drew about? you in? And then what do you find most fascinating now? Yeah. Um, what I find most fascinating now is the resiliency. Right. Like there's been some tragic fucking things that can happen to Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And like it comes right fucking back and it comes back punching harder, you know. And there isn't a lot of other stuff I've seen in markets in the past five years that have been able to do that, you know. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing is the true once you start really focusing on decentralization, like there's no you can't have a cryptocurrency be as decentralized as Bitcoin is ever again. You know, right. the only reason Bitcoin had such a fair distribution at the start is because nobody knew who the fuck, what, what the fuck it was. They had websites that gave it out for free, all of that, you know? And, and then having this creator, right? That, that myth is so important because 100%. you can point to a point of failure in every other cryptocurrency project, 100%. no matter what they say, and you can't trust them hundred percent. You can't trust anybody but yourself. You can't trust Satoshi, except that nobody knows who he is, what he is, if he existed, if he's alive. So you have to focus on the technology and the idea right. because the, the creator, the flaws of the creator or the cult of personality of the creator, yeah. none of that's relevant. Yeah. And it's the only, it's the, even if people are like, it's not a hundred percent decentralized, whatever, like, what does that mean? You know, right. Exactly. It, what it comes from is the origin and it can't happen again. Right. It, yeah. You only discover perfect digital scarcity one time. Yeah. Every, every, every time after that is a derivative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so like, as, as we by go definition, isn't market, it? Yeah. yeah. Right. 
as we go from bull markets to bear markets and you see all these other projects that look good when it was hype, when everybody was rich, like it looked good. Right. And then the, right. and then the fucking, what's the, the saying, the tide flows out and you see who's not wearing underwear, you know? And like, I, I've just seen that like so many times now, just in the small span that I've been paying attention that I'm like, I get it. I get it now, you know? And, uh, and then like anybody who doesn't like Bitcoin, if you dig at it enough, it's because they don't understand it or they don't get it or they don't care. There's very few people that I've been able to read. On, you know, like I said, I'm a big lurker on Twitter and mm -hmm. I, I try to like focus on the, the Peter Schiff's and the, uh, you know, uh, what other haters there are. And like, they don't have a good argument. The best arguments come from people that are pro Bitcoin. 100%. That's always what I say is like, the Every time somebody comes and tries to FUD Bitcoin, it's like you, you'll never be a bigger critic than the Bitcoiners themselves who are thinking constantly, hostily yeah. towards like, how do we break this? So what uh, your uh, handle is like, ask me how to hodl or right? So have you, have you hodled at least, you know, the vast majority of your Bitcoin holdings or have you? Oh, yeah, uh, no. Okay. So, yeah. so I've never stole. Nice. any bitcoin i've i've bought things from friends or websites sure, with sure. bitcoin you know but i've never been like ah, i gotta cash some out and and i like i really kind of i'm not a great technical analysis person mm -hmm. but i tried to map out i was like let's just see if this bitcoin having cycle fucking works right, out right. and everything kind of lines up the same every time and like i kind of figured the end of the, this last year was going to be the top like it was yeah, four years sure. prior to that and it was and so like i took profits in altcoins but i didn't sell a single bitcoin and i took a lot of profit like i like last year i got myself out of debt and everything awesome. just with shit yeah. so like i it, because i did that i can't be like when people ask me about shit coins they'll be like i don't know dude i like do your own research yeah. like that sounds if it really sounds scammy i'll be like dude come on you know like but but uh, I can't tell people not to fuck with them because having kind of a, a shitcoin gambling stack, but also my savings, like I save in Bitcoin. I don't care what's in the bank. Right. I mean, it's like, like you said, like it's your shitcoin gambling stack. Like you, you kind of have this correct idea of like, you know, these aren't permanent, but you know, I'm not going to like rip you for being a shitcoin or whatever. Yeah. So like, I but think I will we all say, live like, on a sort of, a scale of, of shit coinery and bitcoinery you know what i mean sure right all yeah. of us have that uh so yeah like so, so you haven't sold and that's great so you've been holding so this is your second bear market uh even you kind of came in at the tail end of a bear market but then you you went through the crypto winter of, of 2018 and 2019 and now we're in a bear market what is what is your psychology like in these situations like how you know you're probably a little bit more uh convict had more conviction now but like in 2018 when it was really hitting the lows back from 20,000 down to 3,000 how'd you handle that like did it, how did you waver like did you how'd you go through that like experience of maybe this is maybe I, I I threw my money into something that's not gonna come back yeah well I think like well one thing is i really preach to a lot of people is dollar cost average you know i use swan bitcoin i don't even think about it like if there's a really big red day and i have extra cash in my bank account i'll smash by or something like that yeah. but for the most part i just have a weekly and, and i don't do a 401k 
you know, I've got, my wife does, my wife has retirement stuff. So like, I, I have a backdrop that maybe some people can't afford, you know, so I can take the risk to what I see as a, you know, asymmetric potential or, of right, gain. Right, right. Um, and, and to make up for a lot of lost time, uh, you know, to, to put my savings into something that's, you know, deflationary against, uh, you know, my, my nation's unit of value, right? Um, but uh, I, it, it, it's just it, the DCA, like I figured it out last year. <clears throat> I looked at my stuff and like, I came in at all the Bitcoin I bought average out was $10,000 per Bitcoin less than uh, what the average was for the year by just buying once a week, every week last year, you know, and, huh. and I don't know if that's just the way it worked out on what day, like my sure. bank hit or, or whatever. But when I figured those numbers, out, I was like, well, shit, I'm going to do that every fucking year. And during a bear market, that probably works out even fucking better. Cause that was, that was, a, that, that was last year when it was, you know, was up only yeah. the whole fucking time. So if it's down only the whole year, like I, I'm, I can't imagine when I look, you know, at my four-year return, uh, that's the next calculation I want to take into account is from last, last January, I, the first week of January, I started Swan DCA every day and, and I've kept that up till now. And, uh, I want to look at, you know, 2025 in January, what like on Swan, see how much I've bought, what the average, you know, I want to like check all that out and then figure out the average over that. And I really think DCA you know, like swing trading, maybe you can get bigger percentage gains and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think your probability of it's much smarter just do DCA. Saving, yeah, yeah, of beating inflation at least. <laughs> you know, it is uh, if you use Bitcoin as savings that way. Well, I'll tell you um, what, as a software engineer at Swan, I'm, we're we're building some more tools that you'll be able to kind of analyze the DCA statistics. So stay tuned for that one. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and so yeah, if you you know, you've been here for what, about five, well, eight, six, seven, eight years, whatever in Bitcoin. So you've seen a lot of growth and a lot of adoption and just a lot of evolution. Uh, it's probably surprising to you as well. Uh, what do you, what kind of, you know, the ne next five to 10 years, like, what do you see for Bitcoin? Like, well, how do you envision that? Like, what do you think it's going to do for the world or how do you think it's going to be adopted? Um, I think smaller states, uh, like El Salvador or, you know, uh, the, these other little countries you think of yep, yep. Or, or, or hear about, um, they're really going to build and develop mining infrastructure and stuff like that. You know, energy rich, but dollar poor countries mm -hmm. are, are really going to, um, uh, you know, really join the Bitcoin ecosystem that, that El Salvador started. And, um, I think that's just going to grow during the, the bear market when they can do it kind of incognito and there's all this yep. other crazy shit going on in the world. And I think what's going to fuel the next bull run, you know, which I, I, I really think, and I really hope that it, it lines up with the having cycle is that, you know, after the next having, you're just going to hear country after country after country, and it's going to be 10 outdoors so. in one year. Uh, yeah. And, and, and then uh, on top of that, um, I think that there's going to be to try to fix that escaping uh, capital 
um, from, you know, the, the U.S.'s and yep, yep. the Euros of the world, that they're going to, um, that's when the CBDC of the Fed, of the U.S. Fed, there will be other countries have yep. central bank yeah, digital yeah, currency, right, right. but I think the U.S. one will come out and we will see money printing in the name of economic recovery, because this is also when they will finally say like, hey, the pandemic's over, even though everyone's like, what, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and then, so th there's going to be this epic money printing in the form of CBDCs, um, you know, that we've never seen before, which will make everybody think, oh, the economy's back. You know, you can, you know, every everything's great again, but it will be the same amount of currency debasement as just happened in 2020, but on an extreme level, and Bitcoin will reach an all-time high at that point because it front runs the inflation that we're seeing now that's a result of the currency debasement we saw for the last two years. Yeah, that sounds kind of how in line with what I'm thinking. Um, and what, something you said about the smaller states being the ones that adopt Bitcoin, something I've said on this show before is the term hyper-Bitcoinization. It's like a, it starts with you, right? Like hyper-Bitcoinization yeah. is like a personal journey it's your it's your personal uh transformation and it, it you can extrapolate that out to these smaller countries and it kind of grows from there so what like what is what is hyper bitcoinization how has it changed the way you see the world how has it changed you as a person uh to be so convicted that like you know, like you said you haven't sold so obviously this is uh mm -hmm. such a huge thing to you like how has it changed you personally well so I don't look at it as hyper Bitcoinization as like you'll go to the store and stuff is, you know, priced in Bitcoin, right? Hyper Bitcoinization is that there will be nobody who doesn't know at least somebody who owns Bitcoin. There will be not every store, like I, I think it's a long ways away from being legal tender in the United States. Um, let's put it that way, you know, like you can go to some countries and stuff will be priced in Bitcoin, but sure. I think in the States, the payment rails and stuff like that, whether it's lightning network or other services that, you know, are a little more, uh, big bank friendly or, or whatever. Um, I think it's going to be easy to pay with Bitcoin. I think there's going to be a lot of vendors that grow, you know, at a exponential pace that will accept Bitcoin through cash app or, you know, uh, directly or whatever, whatever. Um, sure. but as far as it being official and the fed and the treasury department, like kind of waving the white flag, I think we're a ways, ways off of that. You know, like that's, that's like, um, it, it's, it's not that it's not worth discussing and pondering about much like, practical. you know, right. I don't think I'm going to ever be able to live on Mars, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't talk about humans, you know, living on Mars. Right. Um, I think in our lifetimes, it's going to continue to be this life raft that is trailing behind the ship that is, you know, central bank fiat world. And instead of that being a Titanic that's going to crash and, 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 you know, have to be rebuilt or anything like that, it's, it's a slave ship that is just floating around with no destination. And so Bitcoin is the life raft behind it picking up all the people that escaped you know and that's in our lifetime the next 50 years bitcoin is just going to be this ever-growing 
you know, counterculture, counter uh, economy. Um, and, and, and that's where, you know, like the thought of the citadels and hostels and stuff like that kind of all has synergy with it. Like, um, you know, I, I think some people think of the citadels as like a walled, you know, fortress that it's like, you're not allowed in here unless you're a Bitcoiner. And, and, and that's cool if someone wants that kind of community. But, um, you know, my like kind of Bitcoin hostile idea is more like, well, first off, I don't need to know your name if you're paying me a Bitcoin and you don't need to register. Nobody needs to know where you are, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, so there's the anonymity and privacy that Bitcoin um, would allow in that kind of economy. Uh, but also, you know, since it's like a dinner party every night and a fire and stuff like that, like there's a lot of opportunity to have the really deep discussions about decentralization and crypto. And yeah. So like, one, you know, one of the things that I really like about Bitcoin is that it kind of, at least, you know, it's not for everybody, but for in, in some people's lives, it kind of shows them and, and introduces them like to the importance of community once again. Right. So, and that's what it kind of sounds like you're talking about. Like this, it's almost like a micro community uh, and, mm -hmm. and like at a hostel, you're not there permanently. You're not going to see these people. You don't even know the guy's name that you told us a story about. Right. You don't remember, but that, but community doesn't have to be like a, a long-term thing. Like community can be, a couple of hours in the evening, like with a, you, you form a community with the people you're with. Um, what, how do you, is that just like a natural uh, phenomenon? Like how, how do you, if you have this property, like how do you facilitate that? Like, is there anything that you feel like you have to do extra or is it just kind of a, an instinctual way that you interact with your guests and, and the type of people that are passing through? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I heard a quote a long time ago and, and, since I quit my, my job, uh, for the government, um, I've really followed this, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. And it's like, it just comes to you. And the more you say yes, and the less you say no, the more that you're going to find yourself in situations where you're attracting other people to you. So, um, for instance, my YouTube channel that turned into a podcast that turned into a discord server that turned into a network of friends that I've gone and visited. And like, if I'm driving through Atlanta, I have a place to stay. Um, uh, a friend of mine from Indiana had never been, uh, east of Indiana. And so he was like, Hey, I, I'm going to take some vacation days. Can we go up to your, your farm and eat mushrooms? And I was like, hell yeah. You know, and we did, and, you know, and, and so, um, I did that by just like continually like answering the phone when it rings, right? Don't don't be like I don't know who that is, uh, whatever. And I'm not. I don't mean. Uh, I I mean kind of metaphysically, not just yeah, yeah, like yeah, if it yeah. says it's a spam caller, I don't answer it. But yeah. but um, uh, my YouTube channel, I just made. I had a crazy five grams in Silent Darkness trip, uh, where I actually uh, manifested um. Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips and met him in an airport the next day uh, after I'd come down because I was like looking for him in my trip because I was having a bad trip. But anyway, that's a longer story that <laughs> people can go to my YouTube channel, help find the others and, and watch that video. Um, Wait, you you and, actually did meet Wayne the next day. Yes, I did. Yeah. And 
Was he in like the giant spent, hamster ball that he No, no, no. He was just the, in the airport. I, right. No, I, I walked past the whole Flaming Lips band in the airport. After, that. like, I was trying to play their music to calm down, and I was calling his name out. And I was like, I just want Wayne Cohen. I couldn't figure out my phone and whatever. And the next day, I was, like, going to Florida to go on a cruise with my family. And I'm just, like, walking. I was like, holy fuck, that's Wayne Cohen. And I chase him down and talk to him. That's a perfect, that's, that's not, pretty not only is that, like, a crazy story. That's a perfect, that's the perfect person and the perfect band for that story. Yeah. That's, a, that's oh, yeah, pretty cosmic, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I said, that is a hour-long story that I have a great YouTube video that it was, uh, well, I started this channel and I, I made one video that was like the mission statement and um, was like, I don't know if anyone's ever going to see this, whatever. And then I did another video that was telling that story of that trip. And, uh, and then I didn't do anything about it, went on about my life. And a couple of weeks later, uh, I got an email from uh, this guy that was like, hey, I was having a trip and having a bad time and I watched your video and I've been laughing all night long and thank you so much. And I never heard of the flaming lips. I've been listening to them and they're the best tripping band I've ever listened to and all this stuff. And so I emailed him back. I was like, wow, I didn't know anyone would watch this video. And he was like, have you looked at the view count? And it had been a couple of weeks. I had like a hundred thousand views or 50,000 maybe or something like that. And I was like, holy shit. And I had all these comments. So I started answering the comments. And I, I put a link to the, the email in, in there and, and, and all this stuff. And, and uh, it just grew to like, I don't know, like 5,000 subscribers or something like that. And the podcast started and everything, but it was from putting that beacon out in the universe and answering the door to anyone that comes, you know, because of that beacon. And I think we, that's just one example of like how there's a lot of opportunities in our lives to do stuff like that. Um, and whether that's, uh, you know, a Bitcoin Citadel or a, hippie hostel or a psychedelic retreat it doesn't matter i think like like you said at the start build it and they will come and i think it's like a, a universal law of attraction so ruben i had a, I had a question for you what, why why are you buying bitcoin still what what is it about bitcoin why are you still buying who are you buying it for what's going well happen? i'm buying it for the future me to not have to work until I die because I think if you save, you know, your whatever you make as a salary is a social contract between someone else, unless, well, if you work for somebody else, it's a social contract between your employer and you for how much those hours, those 40 hours, whatever you work a week, how much that time of your life is, is worth. And they, you know, negotiate a rate and, 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 and that negotiation is sealed by you accepting the job. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and if you're a self-employed, same thing, it's just, it's a social contract between your customers and you of how much your time is worth. Um, and once you really understand inflation and, and like inflation's high now and people are talking about it, but when it's 4%, which is what they wanted it to be, that still means, you know, 4% of your time is lost every year. If you, if you saved up all your money to buy an Xbox, right, you know, the next year, 4% of your uh, uh, dollars that you saved up for that is, is gone, you know, even if you were saving. It. And once you really understand that and, and then notice how um, Bitcoin uh, is deflationary against those same pressures, 
it only makes sense to save that time that you're selling uh, in something that will be worth more in the future. And it's like you're, you know, you're saving time, not just money. Um, I, uh, you know, there's a Max Kaiser quote that really I try to keep in, in, uh, in mind all the time. And it's that the value of Bitcoin has no top because the value of fiat has no bottom. And so um, while it makes sense to like save in equities and stocks and bonds and stuff like that, if they don't really beat inflation and they don't really, you know, it, you're, you're saving time, but you're not saving as much time mm-hmm. as something that is, you know, has asymmetric potential compared to fiat value. Yeah, that's why I, yeah. there's a lot of some people interpret Bitcoin maximalism as like you only save in Bitcoin. But I think there's something to be said about you want to spread out your duration risk. I mean, if, you, if you're saving, if you need $10,000 a year from now to buy, you know, pay a debt, buy something, Bitcoin might not be the best vehicle for that. But if you need to save your time and energy and money over 10 years, 20 years, I don't think that there's anything that uh, is going to beat it. No. And I mean, you know, the other analogy that Michael Saylor makes all the time is, is that it's like digital real estate. And, and as you build up, you know, a stake in this digital real estate by stacking sats and, and whatever, um, in the future, like, I don't plan on, there's no number in my head where I'm like, okay, now I can sell my Bitcoin. Like, Bitcoin's like sell in case of emergency only. And like, that has to be a pretty fucking bad emergency. And if I get in that bad of emergency, like it's pretty fucking bad out there, I'd say, you know? Um, But it's it's more the same way that people, you know, developed uh, generational wealth through acquiring physical real estate in, you know, the the early parts of this country and and the world, right? And, And that, they they never sell that unless it's a really sweet deal they can't pass up or whatever but they they borrow against it and they and they um you know now not in the way like you know celsius and voyager and all that disclaimer (laughs) right in in the future when it's a you know totally firmly established uh asset um you know that that's gonna be how the the you know the uh the Bitcoin hodlers um, maintain right. generational wealth right. going forward for their families. So that that's who I'm buying it for is, is everyone after me, you know, um, everyone after me and me retiring when, you know, my grandparents were able to retire yeah. at the age they were able to retire. So have, did you, were, did you ever mine? Did you ever get into that or mm-hmm. you just bought? Yeah. I am Any way interest? too much. Yeah. Uh, 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 yes. Yes. But I would, you know, maybe there'd be some facet of that with, with, with my hostel, you know, which mm-hmm. I do like, you know, a 20 year plan is to be off the grid and self-sustainable and stuff like that. So, nice. you know, maybe mining will be a part of that as that develops. Um, but as far as the technical components leading up to now, um, no, I like, I'm way too much of a Luddite. Well, not, not even a Luddite. It's just, I, I fumble around tech really bad. And I, it's just, I, I do, uh, I do want to run a node and uh, yeah. I really liked, I saw a video about the the Bitcoin machine by Umbro and that looked really easy. Uh, yeah. I have, an Umbro. I, I, I have an Umbro. I have an Umbro. I highly recommend that. Uh, yeah. But if you want, if you, I mean, you know, you could run a, a node on your laptop. Like a lot of I people know. think they've yeah. got to get a, yeah. Right. So if, you know, if you want to, 
you know, if anybody else is out there anyways, like wants to run a node, BTC Sessions uh, has great YouTube videos. He's got tutorials on how to run a node on just about everything. Yeah. But uh, I definitely recommend running a node. It's, it's really interesting. It's, it's really fun to watch it sync and, and to use it to verify, mm -hmm. a, you know, a transaction. It's really cool. Yeah. Are you, are you use Lightning Network? Are you a big Lightning fan? Like, which apps do you I, prefer? I have Strike app. Um, I have bought some Bitcoin on it. I sent it to my son. He's uh, 13. And, um, <laughs> and like, I, I started an Exodus wallet. I, I told him, you know, how to write down the keys and, you know, protect them somewhere safe and all that stuff. And uh, I think it was about a year later, I th it was like, or no, it was, yeah, it was like right at the top of, of, of the run last year. And uh, I was like, hey, you should see how much that hundred bucks I sent you was. And uh, he kept saying he couldn't get into it or his computer was messed up. And I was like, whatever. And he eventually broke down and told his mom that he had bought some bullshit or some Steam game or, you know, whatever with it. And uh, I was like, okay, well, as a lesson, let, let's look at how much it was that I sent you. And, and then I figured out what the price was and it, it would have been like 600 bucks. And, uh, and he spent it when it was like 150. And I was like, dude, that, there's a lesson for That's you. Your lesson, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good lesson right. to learn at that age. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. You know what I mean? It's, and it's a great amount to learn. Yeah. hundred dollars is whatever, you know, it's like next time he'll save it though. Yeah. And to a 13 year old, the $600 is a, is a chunk. Oh of yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, no, true. he was like, oh man, I could have bought a whole computer. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you mentioned you had a podcast. Like, is there, do you have any, any projects or anything that any of the listeners could, they could go check out your podcast or they could find you where you're active and putting out content or just sharing ideas or how can they learn more about when that, you know, the hostel might be available? Yeah. Well, um, so my, my YouTube channel is help find the others um the podcast it was the same name or maybe it was hfto but it we stopped paying for the hosting so it's it's not on every site I, so mainly youtube's the best spot to look me up um and all the podcast episodes are up on the channel um and uh and then there's the discord uh server for our community and uh, the link uh, for that, the invite link is in the description of a lot of the videos. Not all of them, because I forget to put it in there. But, um, uh, you know, I, I make rather infrequent videos now. Um, we probably will fire the podcast back up. Uh, but I think I'm going to, like, change the name and kind of rebrand um, to talk more about uh, Bitcoin and crypto and psychedelics as one topic and really like kind of you know unpack all the the synergy there um and have guests from you know both both worlds that appreciate both things and and kind of really focus on that middle ground where i had a hard time in my other podcast because it started just being about psychedelics that i mm -hmm. lost a lot of people when i talked about bitcoin and um you know like so I, that will fire up at some time but on the discord we talked all the time and uh i definitely have updates about the hostel and at some point i'll have a website to direct people to and um if anyone listening to this is actually interested in maybe next next year you know doing six months uh as a caretaker um in western new york and the weather's beautiful <laughs> when it's not cold um 
hit me up at help find the others at tommail.com or join our discord and dm me there uh, and if and if anyone wants to follow me on twitter uh um, ask me how to huddle i have a cartoon picture of joe rogan with a bitcoin <laughs> yeah so i it, whenever you fire up the old you know podcast or video series maybe we'll get decrim nat on and we'll we'll join you and we'll fire we'll do a episode or something and we'll oh talk. hell yeah Dude, i awesome. have to stay at this place that you're creating yeah i mean yeah. i definitely have to i have to yeah stay i mean like in case i mean we talked about it before but the you know kind of one of the things you said about you know the kind of just pick up the phone or just to say yes like i i, I kind of just on a whim at the end of last year bought tickets to go to el salvador for a year or for a oh, month wow. and that's and that's where i met mike you know like he came down he was working there we were, we we're staying in el zante which is you know it's i mean if if anybody has not been to el zante bitcoin beach i mean it's like a road in like yeah. two or three hotels you're right so this is a very serious thing that you and yeah. i it, yeah. and we just it, we just like i had no idea who was coming down there i had no idea that those the, my coat my colleagues for this company were going to be down the street for me but then i met mike and brecky and we were hanging out and we were smoking beach weed and that, i mean that's where the whole point of this podcast came up we we're just getting high on the beach talking about bitcoin we're like dude we should just make a podcast out of this <laughs> So that, you know, that's what happened. Like you said, like the opportunities and like the stuff that happens when you just do it, you know, you like, you just want to do something crazy yeah, and not crazy in a bad way, like just crazy. And like a, something outside the normal of your life. Uh, a lot of Yo, things happen. Ruben, is there a studio for you in that spot in New York? So that, well, uh, that's another part of uh, what I want to create. There is, is the space for artists to come, you know, to because it, it's really private you know like you can take a piss off the back porch and no one's gonna see you stuff like that right um and so to just be a refuge of uh you know i'm like if some artist can come there and maybe not even if it's just the privacy if they're like uh inspired and it's it, you know there's some muses flying around this place or i can create a you know environment that that is uh inspiring um yeah i want to like i'm a musician i see the stuff there and this is like my basement like jam room but i want to put in a, a you know a soundproof studio there um for podcasting for video production for music production everything also you know like for visual art production like i i would encourage anyone that comes and stays there to you know paint our propane tank or, you know, carve stuff in dead trees in the woods or whatever, you know, um, and that the place is just constantly growing and evolving. And there's life there outside of, you know, the seven weekends a month that I can be there, you know. Um, so uh, that's all stuff. I, I, I move like a lot of music equipment up there and a lot of this foam stuff and everything. Uh, I haven't started putting it together, but um, yeah, there will definitely be a studio of some sort down there. You gonna catch? Did you catch fish on tour this year, or next year, or uh, later this year, or anything like that? So I was just about to see them in Indiana a little bit ago, and uh, um, I my friend forgot to buy tickets or something like that, and then like so they weren't gonna go, and then like i was like well the whole point was to go with them and get a hotel and then i was like i don't know it's a like a two-hour drive for me and i didn't go so i didn't see him but uh i did just go see a couple of weeks ago the uh dead and company came through nice. cincinnati 
and I went and saw them. Isn't and, uh, uh, isn't Umphreys McGee from Ohio or Indiana? Do you know Umphreys McGee? You ever see them? Yeah, I don't know where they're from, but I've mm-hmm. I've seen them uh, at Bonnaroo. Oh, yeah, I'm a big Umphreys McGee fan. But yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Do you uh do you have a are you a Swan Force member? Do you have like a referral link you want to show to the to the fans right now? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> but I recommend people use it. I didn't know oh, you, yeah. you worked for them though. <laughs> like I've I've uh, they're the one. They're like the the one company that like I feel safe about right now. <laughs> you know. Oh hell, like, hell yeah! Like uh, you yeah. know, I I have a similar feeling too. Yeah. For like working for them, you know what I mean? I'm like I feel yeah. safe. Well, what I like about Swan, and and I swear this isn't a, uh, a paid advertisement or anything. I no. really didn't know you guys worked for them, but um, I uh, uh, they have no sell button. Yeah, you know that's the best. Like, how can you be more Bitcoin only, Bitcoin friendly, and like a sell. company, you know, for Bitcoiners by Bitcoiners, than having no sell button, you know. Hell yeah. So I, I have to make a confession. So I'm, I'm building a financial advisor platform for, mm-hmm. for Andy Edstrom. I am, I am adding a sell button for the financial advisor. So I'll be that guy that'll always yeah. be remembered <laughs> as the one that made the sell feature for Swan. So yeah, um, well, I'm, I, I'm the prick. I mean, I, 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 it's not going to happen for retail. Those guys are ho- they're hodlers, but those financial advisors, they kind of need to rebalance. So yeah. we had to put it well, in. Well, I mean, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not such a weirdo that I think Bitcoin is magic and, and, you know, like it, it, it defies the laws of, uh, you know, the history of financial markets. Like it needs to be bought and sold to like have value and to be oh, whatever. Yeah, course, so like, course, you know, I, yeah, but I just mean for the average oh, yeah. stats sacker DCA, like, you know, it's set and forget it, and you can't sell it. You well, know, folks, so. you heard it here. We he did not know we work for Swan. We don't talk about it all the time. So the, all those really nice comments about Swan were completely organic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Ruben, thank you so much for uh, joining us this evening. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, am I cutting it off too early here? No, no. It's. I it's think get, it's getting yeah, late. We're solid. Yeah. But I think yeah. I I, but I definitely want to have Ruben back or have. Get, yeah, that's for sure. That and have the conversation because we talked a lot about Bitcoin because this is mostly a Bitcoin show. But I, I love the psychedelic talk. I love the psychedelic uh, experience, and it, like you and like our other guests, or many of our other guests, I think that there is a, a, a correlation in um, the way psychedelics work, the way psychedelics make you think, the uh, de- decentralization. Uh, there's just there's something there's something to it that it's it's very similar to bitcoin and i think there's a reason that bitcoiners are often that you know that venn diagram of psychedelic or psychonauts and bitcoiners is a is a big cross section there absolutely yeah i'm gonna stop recording (laughs) thanks again for listening to the high hash rate podcast you can find us at at high hash rate on twitter Or you can hit up uh, Dan at Heartland Bitcoin on Twitter and myself, Mike. I am at RundanceBTC.